this is James. Um, if you're new here, please subscribe, like, share this with your friends. Hope this is something that can be beneficial to you. Take a little guesswork out of today's topic. If you're a returning subscriber, thanks for coming back. Um, once again, share with your friends. There's somebody other than you that needs to hear this, I promise you. Today's topic is buying a mortgage, shopping for a mortgage. We're going to start off this year uh, on a good note, uh, and we're going to take a little bit of the guesswork um, out of how to go about getting a mortgage and the mortgage process. All right, stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. So we are back. Today we're talking about buying a mortgage. Um, now the first thing you want to make considerations for is your mindset, the way that you're thinking. Um, ask yourself a couple of questions before you even begin the process. Um, are you truly ready to make a 15, 30 year commitment to getting a mortgage? Are you financially ready to do so? Um, what are your goals in buying a mortgage? What, what is your budget? Um, do you have any capital? Do you have any money saved up? Um, how soon do you want this to happen? How soon do you want to close on the property? Um, and most importantly, do you have everything that you need um, to start this process? Do you have all your documents together? And we'll talk about the documents. The documents are um, if you um, are a W-2 worker, do you have um, the last two years of your W-2s? Um, if you're self-employed, do you have the last two years of your tax returns? Um, do you have, if you're W-2'd, do you have the last uh, 30 days of your pay stubs? Um, if you're self-employed, do you have the last two months of your bank statements? Um, a copy of your identification, maybe a social security card. Um, if anybody is assisting you in the home purchase financially, you want to make sure you have any gifting letters um, together because those will be requested um, if any monies that are not accounted for from your regular employment is shown in your bank account. Um, and last but not least, you want to have a completed loan application. Um, generally speaking, your lender will have that accessible on their website. If not, it is something that they can send to you. All right. So you've asked yourself all of those questions. You determine you want to move forward. Um, you got all your documents together. Now it's time for you to choose a lender. Um, now, when you go to a lender, the first thing that they're going to do is send you to a loan officer. Um, a lot of people don't know what the role of a uh, loan officer is uh, basically a loan officer is a represent a representative of a bank credit union or other financial institution who assists you in the home buying application process um, now it's very very important that you understand uh, what you're getting yourself into especially when choosing a lender um, because basically your success rate of being approved for that loan is going to have to do a lot with the experience of the loan officer in which you are assigned. Um, so you go to a lending institution, they say, hey, we're going to send you send you to John Doe 
he's our loan officer, um, you go talk to John Doe and you kind of want to interview John Doe. You want to ask him a couple of questions. Um, you first want to explain to him what you're trying to do in the home buying process. And then you want to ask him if he truly understands what you're trying to accomplish. Um, if you feel that common ground, then yeah, go, go ahead and move forward. You want to um, ask him, you know, well, what kind of support team do you have? Um, how does your team work efficiently to um, make this a smooth process for me? Um, you want to ask them how many years of experience they have. You want to ask them if they have any reviews or what their track record is as far as approvals. Because ultimately, they're going to help you get to the, the finish line. And this is the starting point. This is the person that you're starting with. Um, and they're basically going to hold your hand throughout the entire process. So you want to make sure um, that that is the best person that you can possibly find. Um, so you go, you find you a lender, they assign you a loan officer. Now you're ready to go to the pre-approval process. Once again, you want to sit down with your loan officer and you want to discuss your goals again. Um, at that point in time, your loan officer is going to run your credit um, and review your income documents. Now, speaking of credit, um, we just did an episode on credit. Um, they're going to review a couple of different things. Um, they're going to review your payment history. They're going to see if you have any derogatory marks. They're going to see if you have any collections, any charge-offs. So before you go apply for a home, you want to make sure that you clean your credit up as much as you possibly can um, because those collections and or charge-offs or late payments, of course, can have a um, negative effect on your approval process. Um, because not only would the loan officer look at that, but underwriting will also look at that as well. Um, and we'll talk about underwriting in a few brief moments here. Um, but yeah, they're going to run your credit, review your income documents. All right. Um, and then they're going to determine which mortgage product or which mortgage program you qualify for. Now, most people really only know of maybe one or two loan products. Most people know of the FHA, um, which is usually uh, the first time home buyers um, and conventional, which is Freddie Mae or uh, Freddie Mac or Sally Mae, one or the other. Um, but there are a couple of other programs out there. Um, you know, you have your fixed rate loans, you know, which are generally your 30-year and 15-year. You have an ARM loan, which is an adjustable rate mortgage, um, which means that your interest rate is not fixed and it can that interest rate can change over the life of the loan. You have a VA loan, which is generally for veterans. Um, you have jumbo loans. Jumbo loans are for the more expensive homes. Um, the qualification factors are a lot more stringent. Um, and then you have interest only loans where you're generally paying interest only on the loan. Um, these are for uh, sp very specific situations where the buyer does not anticipate being in the house for an extended period of time and they have to have uh, a spotless track record of, of um, making payments or mortgage payments or um, either has been in that situation before and has shown 
successes and making those interest only payments okay um, so you apply for the for the loan program let's just say conventional um, and you get pre-approved all right um, that loan officer is going to send you a pre-approval letter or print you out a pre-approval letter and then you're ready to go shopping for a house okay um, now um, let's talk about what each one of these options may mean for you um, I just stated you know you got approved for a conventional loan um, as far as qualification factors for a conventional loan you have to have a minimum 620 FICO score okay a minimum of 620 the down payment for a conventional loan varies um, it can be as low as 3% and as high as 25% um, it is worth noting um, that if you do put down less than 20% um, PMI which is uh, mortgage insurance must be put or placed um, on that property which means you will have to pay additional monies every month um, this protects the lender should you happen to default on the loan um, before you are more than 20% into the life of the loan okay uh, now these can be used for uh, single or um, multi-unit properties um, the multi-unit properties you can't have more than four units in this particular property so you can buy um, a single family home a duplex triplex or a fourplex okay um, let's talk about the FHA um, FHA you have to have a minimum of 580 credit score um, the credit requirements are a lot more lax with FHA um, it is a minimum down payment of 3.5%. Um, I will note, or you must note, that if you put less than 20% down on an FHA loan, regardless of um, the timing or when you reach that 30%, 20% equity in the property, you will have to have PMI on that loan for the entire life of the loan so as a comparison generally speaking PMI is required on a property if you don't put at least 20% down so you can put 19% down there's still 1% left until you're you reach that 20% equity uh, in the property you will have to have PMI with the conventional loan once you reach that 20% um, equity in the property that PMI can be dropped and that's something that you no longer have to pay however if you go into FHA and you don't put at least 20% down regardless of whether you're at 20% 40% 60% 70% PMI will still be calculated in your mortgage costs that is something to think about now with FHA of course yeah you know you can get um, uh, fixed rate you know there are laxed credit um, requirements but if you put less than 20% down on an FHA loan you will be required to have that PMI on that property for the entire life of the loan so that's something to think about all right 
um, VA loans. It's a minimum credit score of 580. Um, it is 100% financing, um, which means no down payment. Um, these can be used for uh, single or multi-unit properties up to four units. Um, and there is no mortgage insurance that is needed on VA loans, regardless of whether you put 0% down or 20% down. Um, there's no requirement for a uh, mortgage insurance, okay? Now, we won't go into the other ones as it's very rare that you will probably get a jumbo loan or, you know, yeah, you can get an adjustable rate mortgage. I would advise against that because the rates can be really low, but they can be really high. Um, so I would advise against that. Um, okay, so let's move on. Um, and now we're going to talk about um, accepted offers and contracts. So you got your pre-approval letter. You've decided what loan product you uh, kind of want to lean towards. Um, you are going to um, start looking for your home. Say so you find a home. This is the perfect home you want to be in. You want to go in and you want to inspect that home or have that home inspected. Um, you want to meet with... Um, an attorney, um, of course, to sign a contract or put a contract in place on that home or to put in an offer on that home. Um, that contract is then emailed or uh, U.S. mailed to the lender. Um, that lender then will um, order an appraisal and order a title report on the property. Okay. Um, now you put your offer in, you're basically waiting to see if that offer is going to be accepted. Um, the lender is under the premise that that offer will be accepted. Let's just say for uh, demonstrative purposes, it's a $200,000 house. You offer them $200,000. They have no reason to uh, decline your offer. Um, so they accept your offer, right? Um, at that point in time, you would choose your uh, loan program, your definitive loan program, whether it's FHA, conventional, uh, VA, ARM, jumbo loan, or um, interest only. Um, you would discuss that loan estimate with your bank or your loan officer. Um, you would e-sign those loan documents, lock that rate in, um, and then you would submit all of that documentation or your loan officer would submit all of that documentation to underwriting. Now this is where it gets real. This is where it gets very real. Um, it's quite easy to get a pre-approval. It's very easy to get a pre-approval for a loan um, because generally speaking they are looking very surface level at things. Um, they're not really digging into a lot of details. So, yeah, you want to get your pre-approval, but you still need to understand that even after pre-approval, that your loan has to go through an underwriting process. Pre-approval does not mean final approval, okay? Um, and that's very, very important to understand. Okay, so now our file or our loan is in the underwriting process, okay? Um, and we ask ourselves, okay, well, what is the role of an underwriter? Um, that role of the underwriter is basically to verify all the information that you told them to be true and correct. Okay. Um, first, they're going to look at 
um, your income um, and documents. They're going to verify that, that everything is correct, first of all. Um, they're going to make a decision based on the documentation that you have and that the, the loan officer has provided to them. So that, that credit report, you know, those W-2s, 1099s, bank statements, check stubs, um, all of that good stuff are, 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 are what that uh, underwriter is looking at to, to make a decision. Um, now, there are a couple of, couple of uh, decisions that underwriter can make for you. They can say, hey, well, we'll, we will approve you with conditions. Those conditions may be, okay, well, we see that you had a large deposit in your bank account and we don't understand where it came from. So they may require you to write a letter or get a gift letter for that particular deposit. Um, they may see something on your credit report, such as a collection or a charge-off, and they want an explanation as far as what happened with the charge-off. Um, generally, that's what happens when you're approved with condition is they you know, see something in the documents that just doesn't really sit right with them, um, and they just want... Uh, a little explanation about what was going on in that particular situation. Um, so you have approval conditions, you can have a denied, um, meaning that they saw something in the file that just was like, okay, well, we can't do this because nothing makes sense. This doesn't make sense. It, you know, we can't sell this product because we don't feel like this particular consumer can afford it or They've gotten into so much credit trouble to where we feel like they would be a liability. Um, that, that would give you a denial. Um, you can have suspended um, where basically um, they can pick out any reason <laughs> that they possibly want um, to basically have your file in limbo or they may be waiting on additional verification of documents. Um, and then you have final approved. Final approved is where we want to be because they've reviewed all your documents, you know, they verified everything and they are like, okay, everything's good to go. We can go ahead and sell this product. We're finally approved. Okay. At that point in time, um, uh, the appraisal uh, gets reviewed and the title report gets reviewed as well. Um, basically that underwriter is looking to make sure that once all of your stuff looks good that everything looks good with the home um, and that they are not investing into um, a home that is going to cause issues for them or for you as the buyer okay um, now going a little further into detail about what that underwriter is looking at um, first things first they're looking at your credit score um, of course, the higher the credit score, you know, the, the greater your chances of being approved for that mortgage. They're looking at your credit history. Um, so you want to make sure that that's cleaned up. Once again, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, you want to make sure that that's cleaned up uh, before you um, go applying for um, a mortgage. Um, they're looking for large deposits in your bank account. Um, if you've already submitted gift letters or explanations as to those large deposits, then you're fine. If you have not, that will be a bump in the road um, for you because they will request those documents for you and that will slow down the loan process. Um, 
they're looking for occupancy fraud as well. A lot of people don't understand what occupancy fraud is. This generally happens when people are looking more so for investment products. Um, you own a home, let's say you live in um, Miami, Florida. You have a home in Miami, Florida, um, conventional, but you're trying to buy a home under FHA in Dallas, Texas. Um, well, are you intending to move to Dallas, Texas? You're intending to keep the loan in your name in Miami? What's the deal? They, they want to understand what's going on. So they're going to say, okay, well, you know, maybe John Doe is, is trying to pull one over on us or whatever. Um, they, they're saying that they're going to live into this property or move into this property, um, but we don't have any evidence to show that they're really moving into this property. They're not selling the property that they're in now, you know, so this may end up being an investment property for this particular person. And as you guys know or may not know, getting approved for an investment property is a little bit different than getting approved for a property that you're actually going to live in, okay? Um, they're looking also at the appraisal uh, meeting program guidelines. Um, they're looking to see if, you know, you owe any child support, um, if you have any state or federal tax liens. Um, they're looking at if you have any defaulted student loans. Um, so my advice is just be honest from, from jump. Um, because the more falsified or the more um, questions that are raised in the underwriting process, the lesser your chances of actually getting approved. So if you tell that loan officer from Jump, hey, I, I know I have student loans, they're in default, you know, they've been sent to a collection agency, or I'm making payments on this student loan, it's in forbearance, or whatever the case may be, just let them know from, from um, the beginning of the process. Um, so that all things can be considered and marked in your loan application before it gets to underwriting, okay? Um, after they do that, of course, they're going to verify your employment. This means that they're actually going to call your employer. So you want to make sure um, that whomever you're putting down um, as your employer is your actual employer because they will call to verify um, you want to make sure that you keep that job. I mean, this this should be self-explanatory, but you want to make sure that you are still employed while you're going through the loan process. You don't want to fill out an application for a loan and then quit your job um, because that will be an automatic denial. And they call you and say, well, I called, you know, I called Walmart or I called McDonald's and to see if you were still working there. And they told us that, you quit two days ago, like, what's up? You know, what happened? And you're just like, oh, I got tired of that job. You know, I, I couldn't stand my boss. I couldn't stand my manager, so I had to go. Well, that's an automatic denial because you no longer have the means to actually pay for the mortgage. So that's an automatic denial. Um, they're going to verify those deposits, um, which basically means um, they're going to call your employer and say, hey, did you pay John Doe $5,000 in payroll this month. Um, they're going to look at your credit history um, as far as your addresses. They're going to see if there are any discrepancies in the addresses. You know, have you moved around a lot? 
Um, have you been stable in one place? Um, is your name listed on multiple different addresses? They're going to look at all of that. Um, and they're also going to look at anything on the seller side. So whoever is selling the home to you, they're going to look at things on those on that side too to make sure there are no judgments and or liens on the title of whomever is selling the property. Okay. Now, once all of that has gone through and you're all in the clear, you're cleared to close. And, that, and that's, what, that's where we want to be. You want to be cleared to close. Um, that's probably one of the best feelings. You know, you get a call from your loan officer, you know, or your realtor and they say, hey, everything went through. You're cleared to close. After you're cleared to close, you sign the closing disclosure, of course. Um, and then you set the closing date and time. This is usually where you meet with either an attorney or a signing agent, depending on which state that you live in, um, because each state has their different rules and regulations on um, where and who can actually uh, be present during that signing. Um, you meet up with them. The signing takes, you know, 30, 45 minutes. You go through, uh, sign your finalized documents and you're good to go and then after you do that you're going to do the final walkthrough of your home just to make sure everything is up to snuff um, and you bought a home you're in a home um, that's basically the 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 brunt of, of buying a home um, so congratulations um, I hope um, that this information um, helps you have a better sense of what it takes to buy a home in the process so you don't go in blind so you don't wonder how does this work or how does that work you already know um, and if you didn't know and you know your friend doesn't know share this podcast with them because we all need to know there needs to be no guesswork you need to know what you need to have in order you need to know what needs to be in place you should need to know what your credit score uh, is. You should need to know that you need to get any negative information removed from your credit score. You should need to know that you need to have capital. Um, you need to know your goals. You need to know everything up front before you even start this process um, because you don't want to go into it blind and be upset when you don't get the outcome that you are desiring. Okay? All right. So this has been Onyx Gems, and this is James once again, if I didn't say that at the beginning of the podcast, um, but we are dedicated and committed to giving you guys um, honest opinions and reviews and advice on things that are topical to the black community and things that we may not know um, as a whole for the black community, which is why this podcast is called Onyx it's kind of like a play on words like honest, um, but onyx, gems, O-N-Y-X, gems. All right. Once again, if you are new, please subscribe, share, and like. Um, let your family listen to it. Let your mom, your dad, your uncles, your cousins, your, your aunts, your uncles, your kids. Um, if you're returning, thank you guys for returning. I really, really appreciate the support. We will have another podcast coming out next week. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks, guys, and have a beautiful day.